Hi everyone, welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. Um, here with uh, Junior Bindu, I'm Anthony Toma, and we're here with uh, Pro Mortgage Funding, uh, the two co-founders. Uh, do you guys want to introduce yourselves, give us a little background on, on what the company does and how things work in the industry? Um, I'm Stephanie Kizzy. I um, We started Pro Mortgage Funding back in June of this year but we've been in the banking slash lending industry for a combined uh, 24 years, coming from a, uh, a Fortune 500 bank. Uh, we do first mortgages and also second mortgages, such as home equity lines of credit and home equity loans. Uh, my name is Przemek Gabriel Wierzbicki, Stephanie's partner. Uh, we both worked at the same company for, well, I was there 18 years, so 2003. And, um, you know, I think what we bring over from that company is uh, just a more rounded approach to mortgages. So in our roles, we worked with teams of financial advisors. In fact, both of us were, were licensed uh, for investments in insurance at one point in time. Uh, CPAs, attorneys, bankers. So I think where we differentiate ourselves is we just take a, a more rounded approach uh, with personal finances. What's a more rounded approach? Explain that a little bit. Um, so a mortgage is just a piece of somebody's entire personal financial picture or plan. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the debt piece and it works hand in hand with, with tax planning, works hand in hand with investments because you know a mortgage is your biggest cash flow. So looking that, at that as a piece of the entire puzzle is very important. Oh, nice. Yeah, being able to um, learn, you know, being in the banking industry for so long, we learned about how checking accounts work, savings accounts, credit cards. Mm -hmm. um, we we kept getting bits and pieces of the investment side. We'd get reports about what's going on in the in the stock market. So all of that is all related. Mm -hmm. um, and because we have that huge background of knowing all this information. Um, we're able to apply it to the company. We have a little bit more of an educated conversation with customers because sure. they'll, they'll tell us certain things and, you know, we'll say, hey, I don't know if that's a good idea because didn't you tell me you're, you have, you're going to save this money for retirement or you're mm -hmm. going to buy a second home. So because we've been, we were a part of that, that side of the financial business for so long, our conversations with our clients are, are a little bit deeper. Sure. So well, what are some of the, what are some of your main clients or the biggest number of clients that you have, what, what are their main goals? Like what are, what do they come to you for to what, what, what are you solving for them? Well, everybody is different. So we have clients that never want to pay off their house. <laughs> yeah. So they'll refinance 800 times and say, <laughs> Hey, I want to keep my mortgage alive because then they'll say, okay, I have 300 grand on my house. I don't want to pay off my house cause I'm at, you know, two and a half percent. I can put that 300 into a business okay. um, or I need it for tax purposes. Yep. Um, and I can't tell you how many times that we've had, it is actually a good strategy because I can't tell you how many times we've had a client pay off their house mm -hmm. and then six months later they'll call and, and say, I need money. money. That's <laughs> it's what, like, well, it's they huge. have it there though. So they, they have, have it there. In there so. Yeah. But and that's huge. It's huge. Yeah. But what ends, up, what ends up happening is, is when they do that, sometimes they're borrowing at a higher interest rate mm. than what they've already had. Sure. Right. So they'll say, wow, I know I had 2.875. Why did I, why did I pay this thing off? Now rates are at three and an eighth. Yeah. So they're paying a so, little juice on it. But in, in reality, 
that that comes in very very handy because let me tell you from a business owner standpoint like if i was able to pull money for that because they don't give me it to me, give it to me through the business that i own that gives me my second ammunition which then will let me be able to pull take and use and get my credit line and interest rates on the residential side are are lower than the commercial side okay so so then you have you know, people want to borrow against their house because they're paying in the twos versus being in the upper threes on the commercial yeah. side of it. Yeah, so. that's huge. And like you said, like, okay, so if I want to open up a nice couple hundred thousand dollar business and my mm -hmm. house is worth five and it paid off, bank's not dealing with it. I got to hear you're right. The interest is so much lower right. to do it that way because most of the time they think you're walking in at least 10% or more for when you're doing some of the uh, commercial, higher commercial because there were more somewhat of a risk. But yeah. Correct. So, so I have a question to the two of you. So you guys work together. Um, at this uh, this Fortune 500 company, and uh, how did the two of you come to uh, working now together on something separate? Because you know, corporate world and a small business is two different things. You see the flexibility of small business, but you also see now the weight on the world, weight of the world on your shoulders too, as well. So, how did that all come to fruition? Well, um, <clears throat> so I was on the mortgage side, and uh, Stephanie came to work at this institution. Mm -hmm. um, as a, a banker um, and we immediately started working together because what I do and what I did, uh, my, my referrals came from the bankers, came from the, the partners, financial advisors, um, but we instantly were able to just do 10 times more business than before. She completely got it immediately. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and because we worked so good, Together, it wasn't just how long were you in your role? Like one it was like three years. years. Yeah. And she said, you know, I think this is what I want to do, and gravitated towards the um, the mortgage side of things. Nice. And then that's how the two of you started working. You saw the rhythm there, figured the rhyme out, and then you ended up leaving this company and then starting it with the two of you. Uh, you know, as a question to you, you know. It was always difficult when we were growing up to see more of the women in our community, you know, but to, to be able to outgrow living at home and the whole stereo of just working for, you know, people. But now you women are coming out and about with um, owning your own businesses. How was that? Like, was, you know, what was your first step to say, I'm ready to do it, you know, and, I, and, and you got to be able to show a good example to our community by doing that. I think I, I had, I was planning for this my whole life. Mm -hmm. So I went to work with my dad when I was young. Doing Saturdays, what? he worked. He had one. He owned party stores. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I worked Who's your at dad? Um, Isam Modish. Okay. Yeah. So he, we lived in Arizona for a few years. Had a hotel there. We I helped him there. Mm -hmm. um, came back from Arizona. Kept working when I was sixteen. I didn't have to work, but my dad, you know, paid for everything. Fortunately, but mm -hmm. I still wanted to because I kept thinking to myself, if I learn this now. Um, growing up and starting something or, or getting into something is going to be a hundred times easier mm -hmm. than graduating from college and not knowing what how, how the sure. outside world works um so you know getting into that and then i've, I've watched cnbc since i was a kid i love finance i'm mm -hmm. a financial nerd yeah like i watch cnbc i watch financial news i read financial news um, I study the stock market. He does too a lot. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about stocks all the time and retirement. I'm, I've been financial planning since I was a kid. Wow. So this was always been something that's been very passionate. Yeah. I've always been very passionate about. Yeah. I get a lot of phone calls from family and friends that mm -hmm. want advice mm -hmm. and say, hey, what do you think if I did this? It's very flattering to me because 
I don't have my investment licenses anymore, but um, because I have such a big passion for it, doing mm -hmm. doing and starting this business was it was I was very frightened in the beginning because we were at, we were in corporate America for so long. Sure. So we were, you know, when you're in corporate America and you have a good job and you're making really good money, and you have retirement, you have benefits. Yeah, planned. They set you up. Sure. You know, they hook you up and they say we're giving all of this to you. Yeah. And for people that let's say don't really come from much, that's such a blessing for them. Right. That, you know, they love it. Hey, I'm here for the insurance, and yep. you understand that. Yep. So. It was a big um, thing for me to break away from corporate America because I I was very scared. I was very comfortable. Mm -hmm. So for me to like pick up and leave, every you know we 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 did have people that say, why don't you just go off on your own? This was like five or six years ago, yeah. and I would kind of mention it to him, mm -hmm. like let's just leave, let's just do this on our own. We can you know we can do this, but he had younger kids, and you know I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Right. Um, so. There are always barriers. There's always yeah. a barrier. You're always going to find an excuse. Yeah. yeah. Well, she just nailed a good point, and you don't want to get complacent just because corporate America is guiding your every step. Because at the end of the day, you know, you somewhat want to have control of your own and figure that out too. And but again, it's not for everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm It's not for everybody, yeah. but it's it's yeah. great. I mean, it, it really corporate America is great. If it yes. wasn't for my husband, for Gabe. And for my parents, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be where I would be today, mm -hmm. 100%. My parents put me through college. My dad told me, go get your finance degree. Mm -hmm. um, you forgot to mention someone. God. You, no, of oh. course, always God, <laughs> but you. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to. <laughs> you got to give I yourself worked really some hard. credit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my parents did a lot for me. I was very blessed. Sure. They, they really, you know, they sent me to Wayne State. They We went to private school. We were very, very fortunate. So... I owe a lot to them, but mm -hmm. the, if it wasn't for them, I don't think I would have the the courage right. to do the things that I did. And my husband was my biggest supporter. That's sure. awesome. I, I I told him I'm like I'm going to I think I'm just going to do this. Like Good I you. we quit I quit June first, mm -hmm. the day I came back from maternity leave. Yeah, what year? <laughs> this year. Okay. Yeah. I told my husband May 8th or May 9th, yep. um, hey, I think I'm going to quit June first. I wasn't going to quit for another six to eight months because mm -hmm. I was preparing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was like. What is the point? Hit what is another six running. months yeah. gonna do? Hit the ground. That's see. That's the complacent part. You that's know? what I meant. Like it, you don't want to if you, like Anthony said, you encouraged yourself to do it. You got out of that rut and you ended up doing what you had to do. That's a big step. You know, that's well, a huge step. Yeah, and I'll just add because I think Stephanie does cut herself short sometimes. Mm -hmm. Is you know, yes, it's it's that uh, being complacent, the comfort zone, but yes. also everybody's situation is different. Correct. I will tell you that. She did it at a time where she just had her first baby. So there's that whole unknown. If you guys yeah. have kids, you know how it is. I, I don't. I, yeah. don't, I love kids, yeah. but I, I oh, don't yeah. have them. There's, you just don't know what you're walking into. Mm -hmm. um, so safety, security, you know, as long as everything else is covered, I can focus on this, this new thing yeah. in my life. But doing it right at that pivotal moment, I mean, she, she's brave. Yeah. Okay, I that appreciate that it. took Thank a you. lot of guts. For sure. But I knew she would do it because yeah. I've worked with her for, for a number of years. Uh, she was at a different office at, at, you know, towards the last mm -hmm. 10 years, yeah. 8 to 10 years. But uh, she's always been a go-getter. And in fact, every Chaldean woman I know, and I work with quite a bit at this institution, yeah. there's just something about the, the Chaldean woman. It's like every single one has that spark that... <laughs> 
The competition is there like, now. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping yeah. up to the plate. Like, yeah. if you get too close to her, you know, she's going to, she's going to, you know, sell you some business or, or, mm. or, or, yeah. or talk about some type of um, marriage. <laughs> One or the other. You're yeah. going to lock into something, either business or marriage. So that was always my takeaway. And like I told you earlier, uh, Junior, you know, when I moved to Metro Detroit, that's really the first time I, I even heard the word. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I had no idea. Now remember, because I moved here for my senior year, and it was my senior in high school, Troy High. Okay. Oh boy, they just threw you oh. in the pit right yeah. now. <laughs> no, Athens would have been a little oh. deeper. Yeah, I think it's Troy High was. Uh, yeah. What but year remember, were you? This was ninety four. Ninety four. And I remember I was sitting next to this kid in uh, Auto Shop. Okay. Auto Shop. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, we were in Royal Oak. I guess that was the cool thing back then. Yeah, we were in Royal Oak. Yeah. And man, there was these Chaldean guys, and they, they were looking. I was like, what? Chaldean. <laughs> so was, was that code for something? Right. Well, that's the first time I even heard the word. And I was like, who are these guys? Who yeah. Are they? Yeah. I literally, I was gonna say I'd look it up, but you know that was before yeah. internet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, since then, I'm just I'm really impressed. Did you have some Chaldeans at your high school? Well, this was Troy High. Yeah. So I was there for my senior year. I was more worried about acclimating myself. Right, right. Oh, you just dropped in your senior year, yeah. first year. And obviously with my name, yeah, you yeah. know, I have to acclimate everywhere I, I go. Right, so, right, right. You know, I'm Polish. We, we moved all over the U.S., you know, outside of the country as well. Right. Um, so when my dad came to the U.S., my, like, we use Toma now, but Toma is my father's grandfather's first name. Our real last name is Klaszemun. Hmm. I didn't know that. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of a lot of them did yeah, we, change. My dad changed it when he when he came to the states to okay. just make it easier. Well, well, that's it, like the, the the Polish names too. Yeah. You know, everybody changes them, but back then it was just a, a different thing. Everybody wanted to Stay acclimate, yeah, and yeah. get uh, Americanized. But now, like you even see it with the new generation, it's you know it's uh, it's not Sam, it's Samuel. You yeah. Know yeah. What I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of the cultures it, it fades and it, you know it's all cyclical. Yeah, so you guys keep it relevant to you know to to, to have a comeback. And I know what you're saying because I, I dealt with a lot of your culture through high school, you know, going to St. Mary's, and um, we had the Polish priests. That's who are who we went to, and they <laughs> mostly were spoken with you know broken English because they were coming from there and they were yeah. you know the dorm and stuff. Yeah. So. But a lot of similarities, you guys. I mean, deep rooted with we you know with Christianity. So yeah, yeah. What's the uh, the company makeup? So there's the two of you, and then the two of us. That's it. Really? That's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. We don't have any assistants right now. No processors. Are we're you looking for them? I, I, um, if you wanna. I think down the road, yes. Okay. But right now, we're still trying to learn. Me, I'm I'm the the type of person that I am. I have to learn everything mm -hmm. before I put yeah, something yeah. in the hands of somebody else. Sure. Yep. Yep. So I don't mind ordering insurance, ordering title. You know, we 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 did all of that at our right, previous right. employers. Yeah. So yeah. I'm used to managing and babying the file sure. from F start to finish. Sure. I mean, yeah. what you know? what else could a client ask for for the two heads? The most yeah. You know the. The, yeah. the most experienced people to be handling every bit of their, their and that's what we fun. pride ourselves on yeah, that's you know great. We, we do take it from start to finish mm -hmm. and, and like stephanie said we don't mind it you know where we used to do it we not only had to do it but it was twice as hard just yeah. because it was, very were, hard. it was very restrictive the environment had a lot of red tape now it's we're doing the same stuff but it's so easy mm -hmm. 
um, that we enjoy actually seeing it from start to finish. And I think a lot of clients are starting to revert back to that notion of, hey, I just, I want that one point of contact. Yeah, of course. Because everywhere else you go, there's 30 people. And you got to re-explain yeah. yourself. And yeah. then it's you got frustrating. Gotta, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. back to the first guy to help you with the third guy. Yeah. And, all, yeah. that stuff. and yeah. all those guys don't know what they're what each other are doing. And know? if there's a mistake that's made or something needs to be done, if it doesn't get communicated, mm -hmm. it right. can screw up the whole file. Sure. And then the customer is like, I told you this 10 days ago. Mm -hmm. Yep. Delay Why didn't you guys? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, we, we, st we handle everything from start to finish. Um, you know, working at a bank, Yeah. I mean. Give the experience, money, you know what's going yeah. and coming, how to yeah. be able to work with it and help people. How money flows, the Federal yeah. Reserve, and what, you know, certain things you can and cannot do and all the laws and regulations. But um, it's, when you write a loan through a larger bank, mm -hmm. there's just a lot more red tape, which yep. is fine because they're servicing and they're taking on billions of dollars of risk sure. on their books so sure. they can say hey we don't want this mortgage we don't yep. want to write this deal yep. it's not their primary business right. it's not their primary business the, the most of the time you know the bank, larger banks will write these mortgages simply because it draws the client to come into the office mm -hmm. like oh i have my mortgage here i'm just going to open up my checking account right exactly now so, are now are banks mostly dealing with local mortgages so they they're national. Exactly. So like what? So at our previous employer, we were able to write deals in California and Nevada. We didn't we didn't need a license because they're mm -hmm. federally chartered. Yeah, we were under their so, umbrella. Yeah. Correct. So on the broker side, it's a little bit different. We had to take the test. Um, yeah. So you're on the broker side now. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Yeah. And and how many states can you service we're, today? We're just in Michigan right now, but mm -hmm. we are. I think first quarter of next year, we're going to get into a couple others. Yeah, so. we're just okay. taking it step by step. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Again, going back to the fact that, you know, right now, the way we're doing business, our, our clients love it. Yeah. And so we love it. Yeah. TLC's there. But we've mm -hmm. also been it's in been the fun. business so long that we know that this business has its big ups and big big downs as well. Yeah. So any any steps we take, we, we take it just take extra time. But so during the downs, interest rates would create a down like interest rates would create the, the business slow down but isn't there always is there always something to there's refinance always, or yeah there's always something going on so like what happened in 2009 with all the housing values oh, being God. where they were mm -hmm. yeah and 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 people owing let's say you owned a let's say you bought a house for like 300 um and you owed i'm sorry the opposite let's say you owed 450 on a house and it was only worth 300 right you know, they had a program which which we really t helped a lot of clients with um, during the Obama administration mm -hmm. called the HARP program. Mm -hmm. You were able to refinance a mortgage without even if somebody they didn't really care too much about employment history or um, if they were underwater on their house. Mm, sure. So that was to help. Even though there was a major foreclosure crisis, mm -hmm. it yeah. could have been a lot worse if it wasn't with this program because right, millions right. of other homeowners were helped. Mm -hmm. So they had that going on. So yeah, if interest rates go up, usually purchases will start to kick in because housing prices are lower. Right. So, um, but I don't know. The rates have been low, low for so long. <laughs> I don't know what. Right. I mean. It's kind just, of, it, it, we're just it's, kind of rolling with it, I guess. We like low rates, but let's be real. It can't stay low too, too long because you need some of the money for the infrastructure, the, the country to go back to that. Yeah. So at a low rate, then the feds can't work. But you know how that it's it's a it's like a bull market sometimes. You know what I mean? Like the way it just goes up, down, 
and, and during the times. I have a good question for you guys to see if um, if you guys can reflect back on that. What was first day like between the two of you? And did you guys go through the, oh, shit, what did we do? Or did you guys go through the, holy God, this, this is better than we expected? You know what I'm saying? My husband wanted to kill me the first two okay. months. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because I was just, and I had a newborn. So yeah, it was just nonstop, like, he'd go to bed, I'd work on the file, um, or on the on the company, I should say. Um, but it yeah. was No, exactly. It was, but we had been talking about it for quite some time. And, and honestly, that the reason we made that step, it was just a perfect storm of everything. So the interest rates being low mm -hmm. obviously created an environment where there's a lot of opportunity for everybody yep. out there. Yeah. Um, the fact that COVID came and we were both sitting at home for for the past year, mm -hmm. we got a taste of, hey, what's it like not to sit in an office and, and clients coming in and out all day? So we got a, a taste of that. Yeah. And I always say that the technology today, yeah, you know, the, the barriers of going into a broker or any field mm -hmm. have Changed. really been lowered. You still need to know what you're doing. Sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all the apprehensions associated with compliance and this and, and setting up a website, they're just, they're replaced with technology. You can mm -hmm. literally find right. a tech com company to plug in here and there yep. uh, for your process. So it's just a perfect storm of everything. But, you know, you still have your anxiety. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a really good relationship with our managers. So probably my biggest anxiety day one was, you know, Turning in my yeah I, my weapon, which is my laptop. Mm. <laughs> I, I almost wanted to cry when I called my my uh, yeah. my ex boss. I was I was I, I told him I'm like I'm sorry I just bittersweet I can't yeah. do this anymore. But you know it's not only just you're talking about breaking away from corporate America. The one thing that I started to struggle with that yeah. I didn't feel when I was younger mm -hmm. was I think last summer was a perfect example. Last summer I feel like every day was sunny. I don't think there was like maybe more than five days of rain last yeah. summer. I don't that summer was a great summer. summer was, yes. yeah, no, compared summer. to this summer, oh, yeah. 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 summer was a wet. Yeah. yeah, so rates were super low last summer yeah. um, because of COVID. Yeah. And I was online six days a week. Sure. And I'm just thinking to myself, my God, like I don't even, because when you really, when you get older and your 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 goals start to change, Yeah. Your, your mind changes in your head. Mm -hmm. You know, you're thinking like, why why am I sitting here from nine to six every day? Yeah. I don't even own this place. Yeah. Right. And I'm yeah. working so hard. Yeah, I have the retirement, I have the insurance, but sure. you do have, you know, if you have stock in the company, yeah, but you, like essentially you don't own the business. Right, right. You don't own the company you're working for. So it's, I, then I kept thinking like, okay, I'm gonna have a kid next year. I'm gonna, you know, I feel like I'm, I don't wanna say wasting my life, but when I kept looking outside while I was working and it was sunny and I'm sitting nine to six on a laptop, mm -hmm. I just, it started to feel differently in terms of the way, it, you know, cause it, I was, you know, getting older it, and. It's a shitty way of staying, but like a new term that we tend to use is it's like, you feel like you're stuck in the mud. Yeah. Like it's the same repetitive yeah. repetition. That's what it was. And what happens is you hit your max point and you're like, I can't go north anymore here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I take it on my own. I could go north three more times, mm -hmm. four more times over through the year. So yeah. Well, are you guys I'm in office together or do you guys still do everything in, in, in from like your homes or it's where remote. are you based on? It's of? remote. A remote, everything's it's remote. We have office access. Yeah. I have a lot of yeah. friends and yeah, family yeah. around. Sure. I can say, hey, can I use your space? But 
People learn. People learn. But to be honest with you, like yesterday was the first time I met with somebody in yeah. like almost two years. You don't, you don't need to. No, I didn't really need, need to. to. Yeah. It, it I throws will, you but... off a little bit. You're like, wait, like, do we I shake hands? Are we supposed to hug? Yeah. Are we supposed <laughs> to, how are you doing? You know what I mean? So, so and that... some of the younger generation, they don't even want to talk to you. No. Yeah. Like, they really uh, don't. I'll leave my message and they'll text me back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yep. crazy. Yep. It's crazy. We went from, so I have another business. It's called 99. It's a modeling and acting company. Oh, cool. We generate 3,500 leads a day and we text them all to attend a virtual open call. So a, a webinar. And if you try to call someone, like if we, we used to dial. So I used to have 70 people in the call center dialing. So we're down to like, we have a little t- small team in Indonesia and like three or four people here. But so we went from 60 to like seven people that handle all of these leads. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, um, it, you can make a million phone calls and nobody picks up, but you text them and you get a response back right, right. away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I think it, with the texting, I think it creates, it creates a little bit more synergy with the customer because then you're kind of sending, you know, you're cracking jokes with them. Like, you know. You want to laugh? <laughs> Wasn't it easier to write on a note, do you like me? And pass yeah. it to the girl next to you yeah. when you're young. No, yeah. And she just checked it with the yes. And then if she said no, at least yeah. you just take it, you crumple yeah. it. <laughs> so this you can hit delete, you know what I mean? So so again, this is the new I yeah. passed them and it's because of the um it's it's um even though it's informal, like it's just you have no real like sometimes they can be misconstrued, but they just want that. Instantaneous. It's, Here you go. This what it is, this what they can answer at their time. Yeah. They can yeah. think about it mm-hmm. without, you know, being Pressure. On stage. Yep. Yep. The type the of clients, yeah, the type of clients that we have are a lot of are corporate clients, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, clients that say like they're executives at a big company. Yep. And I'm like, he's not going to pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. Hey, you need to pay for your appraisal. Or I don't say it like that. Yeah, but yeah. Like, hey, yeah. hey, can yeah. you go pay for the appraisal? Yeah. Like, you know, it's been sitting around. Yeah, yeah no problem. It's just easy and done. Um, we weren't able to text clients before when we were working previously. Yep. And that was a huge, uh, to me, it was an issue Mm -hmm. because when you want somebody to just simply answer a question like, hey, can I talk to you at like five o'clock? It's efficiency. It's efficiency. We're not even doing emails as much anymore like we used to. Right. To go yeah. through them. It's only emails. You can have five or 10 different conversations at the same time, which, which is, you know, if you're on the phone, then yeah. you can't be talking to someone else. But, but yep. if you're texting, you can go back come and through. And you as long as you're not talking to three yeah. girlfriends at one time. Okay. Because that, that can get messed up. All the time. What are the other girls? Okay. Let you listen. Sounds like but, you're talking from uh, experience. No, 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 no. I just read it online. You got to make the process. You have to make the process fun. Nobody yeah. wants to refinance and go through that process. Right. How do you think he has three I girlfriends mean, if he's not making the process fun? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he needs three mortgages. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> where, where, where do, so where do people find you? Like, are you guys on um, social media? Are you, um, you know, is it on webpage? Or how do they reach out to you? So we're finding social media to be very powerful. Yeah. Um, and again, we were restricted in a previous employment. But yeah, social media is huge. LinkedIn. We're on there, Facebook. We have a company webpage. Just under your company name or what do you guys? <laughs> yep, Just Pro Mortgage Funding. Um, you can find us on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a webpage. So a lot of referrals too. Com. What's cool. the number someone can call if they want to, uh, if, or is there a landing page that they go submit their information I don't know to? Our 800 number. <laughs> <laughs> we, j- we just got it. So 
Eight six six three three eight or three eight 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 two nine one. Repeat that just to make. <laughs> <laughs> you better. Let's just do it just to be safe. So repeat it real quick. Eight six six. Pro mortgage lending around Birmingham. Sure. Okay. Um, do I just go to the page? Okay. So let's see if we can. Right there. Yep. Just like 866-388-8291. Yes. There we go. Nailed it. You got it on a second try, folks. The deal with numbers for 18 years. Make sure you just check them out. No doubt. Mortgage funding. Cool. So they can just go on here. Simple. Just request. You can request an inquiry. Cool. Start an application. Nice. I will have to say our, our number one source has been referrals mm-hmm. from people we've worked with in our past sure. and from friends and family. I've had, you know, it's funny, I'm going to bring this up. Um, when I was doing mortgages at a bank, I didn't really tap into our community too much right. for a reason. Because when you're doing a mortgage, you have to grab somebody's W-2s. You pull their credit. Sure. You get their bank statements. You yes. get their tax returns. Yep. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. People in our community, not everybody, but yep. people in our community don't want you. This was 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. Don't want you knowing how much money you're making. Yep. So I never, I'll be honest, I didn't really, I hesitated for years sure. with friends and family. We couldn't yep. do friends and family anyways. Yep. But somebody socially, if yep. they're telling me they're buying a house, mm-hmm. Um, even my friends, I'm like, oh, okay, great. Oh, you're going through here. That's great. I really wouldn't bring anything up because it always Mm -hmm. got really, people used to get really funny, Mm -hmm. like, especially if it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, you know, can you keep this confidential? Mm -hmm. And it's like, of course, I'm not, you know, they just, I agree with you. But now you're in a position where you can help them more than anyone else can help them. So you're uh, now you're reaching out. Yeah. Now it's crazy. Like now Now they want you to know. Now they want you to know. So they want you to go tell the next person. (laughs) I know. Now Uh, it's. Yeah. The game's changed. It's all confidential. confidential. Yeah. I mean, the the wholesale lending channel, it's just, it's so easy to process loans. So it's, it's a fraction of the the documentation you had to collect before. It's not as intrusive. So just yeah. the fact that we're not working for a large corporation yeah. where lending is just part of what they do mm-hmm. and they're a lot stricter, it's just, it's a lot easier. I mean, every transaction we do is a win. Everybody's happy walking away. Before sure. we take off, like I, I wanted you guys just if you can let the viewers know, this helps us big. Um, I'm in this situation at this point right now, but some of us need to have a few things cleared up or fixed with our credit prior to getting to you. Do you have an avenue that you can refer to them that helps and works with what you guys are doing? Or is there something that you guys offer in service? Or what do they need to prep before they even come to you? Because some people may have something, a late payment from six years ago on, on a house they had, something that they need help with. Do you have something you can offer to them or, or suggestions? You know, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I... We've kind of looked at credit repair, right? But sometimes the, the items that you have on a credit report mm-hmm. can be fixed on your own, right? If it's a true mistake from yep. from the creditor's part, sure. So we had a client that just real quick, um, he had his score was lower than what was required, mm-hmm. and he when I pulled his credit, he he had lates with some uh, some car, you know, mm-hmm. some major car company. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's a mistake. I said, okay, if it's a mistake. Just go to the, the three credit bureaus, dispute it, and mm-hmm. the, the credit bureaus have 30 days to either remove it or respond. Sure. If they remove it, that means it was a true mistake. They just have right. to have proof. 
So the gentleman got it removed. I think it's different for everybody. I don't think credit repair is for everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, I have we haven't we've talked about it, but we haven't I'll be honest, we've just been so busy. It's like, you know, if somebody has a tax question, I'm not a CPA. Right. That too, yeah. So and that's part of building our network is you know, we don't want to be masters of everything, mm-hmm. yep. uh, but you want to have somebody you can refer to um, for sure. those things, CPAs, attorneys, credit repair. No and to what Stephanie said, just as many people underestimate their credit as overestimate. Yeah. So until yeah. we actually pull it <laughs> and mm-hmm. see exactly what you're apprehensive about, mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, don't sit on the sidelines just because you think yeah. that you might have something because it might not be that bad. Guidelines change all the time, so stuff that wasn't acceptable before is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just say, take a look before you underestimate your your credit worthiness. Good, good point. Yeah. Good pointer tips. Well, it's awesome. So in closing, we ask uh, our guests what what it means to them to be Chaldean. So you can't really answer that, <laughs> but you but you can. <laughs> um. I think the biggest thing that stands out is two things, faithful and hardworking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being raised in church and learning, you know, um, being taught a lot of values um, on that end for my family and then hardworking. You know, I think we come from a community where um, we we're not scared to go to work and not scared to make things happen. So like the reason why I had jumped into this, even though I was apprehensive and scared, um, I was looking at how successful everybody else can be, and I said, why can't I do it? My husband, too. He's like, I don't understand why you think you can't do this and do well. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, don't underestimate yourself. So sure. I think that because we have that courage mm-hmm. to do a lot of things, we're not scared to jump into anything. Yep. Um, I think that, that you know, the, the different industries that we're getting into um, shows reflects us on our character of being hardworking. For so. sure. Welcome to the community, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> yes. From from an yeah. outsider looking in, yeah, I you're did not owe, an outsider anymore. Right. <laughs> I did owe everything that uh, that Stephanie said. Hardworking, proud awesome. people, great, great traits. Thank you. God I appreciate bless. that. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Yeah. <laughs>